Hey everyone, it's Evelyn and this is an Easter egg episode. I uh, am just now reading uh, Michael Singer's next book that is not going to be in the podcast for quite some time yet. But just to give you something to anticipate, which I thought would be really fun, is uh, to kind of jump in here and um, you know, let you know that I was getting ready to read it and that I was really excited about sharing it with you. And um, it's called, in case you wanted to do a little bit of research on it before uh, I end up publishing it out, which will be probably this summer, I would say. Uh, it's called The Surrender Experiment, My Journey into Life's Perfection. And um, I thought that it would be cool if um, I uh, had read hold on for a minute. If I had read some of like the beginner parts of it, um, just like the premise, uh, because it was published back in 2015. Uh, and so it's been some time, but I mean, some of the, um, great experiment is what they're calling it in this book. I just think it's amazing. Waking up, uh, getting to know me, the pillars of Zen, absolute silence, the promised land, uh, the experiments of a lifetime, taking charge of your life, letting go of the rope, important things that you were ever asked to do, the call of a living master, the temple is built. This is his story. This is his life's work. And it kind of puts into perspective the books that we've just talked about, the ones that we just read, The Untethered Soul and Living Untethered, uh, how he reflects back at life and how important uh, some of this is. And so I'm going to read to you some of the acknowledgements, some, you know, just a way to get a sneak peek behind the curtain before we read this book, uh, if this book is fitting for the podcast, uh, which it probably will be. I'm enjoying this author very, very much and um, never thought that I would cross, you know, cross a book path with reading the entire series of what he has done. But I'm finding a lot of relativity into what I'm putting out there and um, what he's putting out there, what my content is and uh, how it's helping me in my own life and with uh, any challenges or any wins that I have. You know, I talk a lot about the different challenges that I have, but I have so many wins too. you know, like, I may not be losing weight as fast as I wish that I was, but that doesn't mean that I didn't just lose 170 pounds, you know, like a couple years ago. So, I mean, there's there's wins and challenges. I may not have, you know, gotten to travel the entire world, but I did get to go on like a couple really very awesome trips and adventures in the last, you know, six months or so. So, I mean... Everything has its even keel. And, you know, with these books, it's really important that you keep that in mind about life. You know, and I think that that's why everybody loves these books so much is that those are the reminders that life is happening all around you all the time and to embrace it and to enjoy the inevitable and to, you know, make make great things happen out of out of make opportunities happen every time that you can and just appreciate and show gratitude for the things that you have. You know, it's such a big deal. Such a big deal. Okay, so I'm going to read to you the acknowledgements on this book first. Um, 
Again, remember, uh, in case you want to Google it, that this book is The Surrender Experiment, My Journey into Life's Perfection by Michael A. Singer. And I'm telling you, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. So moving forward to the acknowledgement, in truth, life is really the author of this book. She is the one who manifested the flow of events that were so powerful and fascinating, they demanded narration. But life needed me to put pen to paper if her greatness was to be memorialized. To that end, she sent exactly the right people at exactly the right time to bring the surrender experiment into fruition. It is with humility and heartfelt thanks that I tell you of the phenomenal job that our product manager, Karen Etner, had done on this book. Her tireless and selfless service was instilled into this work with a sense of commitment and perfection rarely found in this world. In section one, he talks about waking up. Sitting alone in a six-seater private jet at a 40,000 feet incline is a very peaceful place. I, tell, I fell into meditation and my mind became very still. When I opened my eyes... I absorbed the tremendous difference in my environment from when I had first moved out into the woods to be alone and meditate. Though I still lived in those same woods. My place of solitude had grown into a thriving yoga community, and I had become CEO of the public corporation that life had somehow magically manifested around me. It was now perfectly clear to me that all of these life experiences, including running a business at this level, were doing as much to free me spiritually as my years of solitary meditation. Just as Hercules used the flow of rivers to clean out the Algian stables, so the powerful flow of life was cleaning out whatever was left of me. I just kept letting go and practicing non-resistance, whether I liked what was happening or not. It was in this frame of mind that I was flying off to Texas to discuss the billion-dollar merger offer for my company from a powerful CEO whom I had never even met. That's his reflections from May 1999. Life rarely unfolds exactly as we want it to, and if we stop and think about it, that makes perfect sense. The scope of life is universal, and the fact that we are not actually in control of life's events should be self-evident. The universe has been around for 13.8 billion years, and the processes that determine the flow of life around us did not begin when we were born, nor will they end when we die. What manifests in front of us at any given moment is actually something that's truly extraordinary. It is the end result of all the forces that have been interacting together for billions of years. We are not responsible for even the tiniest fraction of what is manifesting around us. Nonetheless, we walk around constantly trying to control and determine what will happen in our lives. No wonder there's so much tension, anxiety, and fear. Each of us actually believes that the things should be the way that we want them instead of being the natural result of all the forces of creation. Every day, we give precedence to our mind's thoughts over the reality unfolding before us. We regularly say things like, it better not rain today because I'm going camping, or I better get that raise because I really need the money. Notice that these bold claims about what should and shouldn't be happening are not based on scientific evidence. They're based solely on personal preferences made up in our minds. 
without realization and realizing it, without realizing it, we do this with everything in our lives. It's as though we actually believe that the world around us is supposed to manifest in accordance to our own likes and dislikes. If it doesn't, surely something is very wrong. This is an extremely difficult way to live, and it is the reason we feel that we are always struggling with life. Nonetheless, it's also true that we are not powerless in the face of the events that are unfolding around us. We've been gifted with the power of will. From deep inside, we can determine how we want something to be and apply the power of our minds, hearts, and bodies in an attempt to make the outside world conform. But this puts us in a constant battle of our way versus the way that it would be without our intervention. This battle between individual will and individual will and the reality of life unfolding around us ends up consuming our lives. When we win the battle, we are happy and we are relaxed. When we don't, we are disturbed and stressed. Since most of us only feel good when things are going our way, we are constantly attempting to control everything in our lives. The question is, does it have to be this way? There is so much evidence that life does quite well on its own. The planets stay in orbit, tiny seeds grow into giant trees, weather patterns have kept forests across the globe watered for millions of years, and a single fertilized cell grows into this beautiful baby. We are not doing any of these things as conscious acts of will. They are all being done by the incomprehensible perfection of life itself. All these amazing events and countless more are being carried out by forces of life that have been around for billions of years. The very same forces of life that we are consciously pitting our will against on a daily basis. If the natural unfolding of the process of life can create and take care of the entire universe, it is really reasonable for us to assume that nothing good will happen unless we force it to. It is to the exploration of this intriguing question that this book is devoted. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that. That was the premise in section one called waking up in the acknowledgement section of a book that I'm going to be reading by Michael A. Singer, most likely this summer. And in case you guys wanted to do a little Googling, it is um, the surrender experiment. And uh, it's called The Surrender Experiment, My Journey into Life's Perfection. I just read to you guys a little bit because I was reading it and was like, I have to share this with them uh, so that you guys have something to anticipate uh, this summer after we are finished with uh, Living Untethered, which I hope that you're enjoying. Um, at any rate, have a wonderful morning, a, uh, a great afternoon and a wonderful night.